Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Thank you so much for tuning in for another week of Elisa Unfiltered. Today it is Wednesday, November the 6th. Oh, I'm looking outside and I see some snow. No, there's like 10 snowflakes falling. My name is Elisa. I'm your host. And today it is just me. It is just me and the mic and you listening. Uh, I do want to give you a heads up though, because I have some really exciting guests booked for, for this month. Um, and next month, including dun, 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 Mark Groves. Yes, his name is Mark Groves. His handle on Instagram is at create the love. He is probably one of my biggest sources of inspiration right now. He has a fabulous podcast. His Instagram is so good. So I'm like really excited. I'm kind of nervous too. I'm, I, I'm actually really nervous to interview him. Uh, um, but I'll, I'll get over the nervousness, I'm sure. But yeah, he is awesome. I also have Amy Young booked for the show for next month. Uh, She is this amazing YouTuber, um, an Instagram life coach. I literally can't wait to talk to her too because we have a lot in common. I'm going to pick her brain on so many things. So you have to stay tuned for those awesome guests. I have, there's actually, I have quite a few guests now that I'm looking down the list. Holy cow. The show is going to be amazing this fall. There's some really great stuff. So Listen to the rest of this episode and then get excited for the next ones coming out. Also, this is kind of cool. I officially missed announcing this on the show, but the show is officially two years old. I have officially been hosting the podcast Elisa Unfiltered for two years. Uh, It's actually more like two years and three weeks now, but (laughs) isn't that exciting? So... Thank you so much for listening this whole time. And if you're new to the show, welcome. I appreciate you. Uh, I hope you're enjoying me blabbing. Uh, I love this platform. And yeah, I, I, I feel so honored and humbled and grateful that there are people out there that listen to me and connect with the stories that I share. So thank you so much. This is my 64th episode. 64 episodes. Wow. Um, I unfortunately have, uh, have nothing to give you all except my deepest gratitude. Um, and, and, you know, even more props to everyone that's downloading and sharing the show. So if you're listening right now, I'd love for you to take a screenshot, post it on your IG stories or your Facebook or wherever you share your life. Um, if you tag me at Elisa Curry Lowitz, I will share it on my page. So yeah, so why don't you all just like pause, take a screenshot right now, share it. Don't forget to tag me. And that would be just super fabulous. Two years. Wow. Okay. So I have one more super cool thing to share with you. 
this is a very neat announcement for me. I'm really happy. I'm really excited about this project. Um, myself alongside um, Kelly Dell, who's one of my favorite human beings on earth. He's done the show a couple of times. Some of you may recognize his name or know him in person. Um, if you don't know who I'm talking about, feel free to go and search him up on the show. Um, he's had a couple episodes. Anyways, we've decided to take our gift of the gab one step further and we are starting a brand new speaker series here in Ottawa. Dun, dun, da, da. <laughs> it's called F Talks, okay? Like the letter F. We originally wanted to call it FU for F University. <laughs> and and because the premise is all about, um, you know, promoting and or more or less discussing topics that go against the grain of society, or maybe I should say they're more provocative topics. So we're getting real with some real talk, you know? So F Talks is a series that we kind of like started this hashtag called un hashtag unchain your brain. We want to unchain your brain from your story and it will discuss the fringes, the progressive fringes of fitness, food, finance, fear, family, fun, you know, all things F, all things that begin with the letter F. Um, and we're going to be hosting like three or four live events per year. The first one is coming up. That's why I'm mentioning it here today, right now. The first one is November the 30th. It's going to be at Head Office Ottawa, which is in uh, the Canada area. November 30th, it's going to be a soiree. It's including really cool, really great eats, beverages, um, and and really meaningful self-development. That's what this series is all about. So for the first talk, uh, both Kelly and myself will be panelists, and we're bringing Steph K, also one of my favorite human beings, to talk about preparing for the holidays, for New Year's, and how to deal with the stress, expectations, and conditions as we move into the year 2020. Okay, so fear, fitness, and food are the three Fs for this talk. It's November the 30th, and I'm encouraging encouraging everyone right now listening to go and buy your tickets ASAP. It's early bird pricing right now, uh, so come and join me, especially if we've never met before in person. I'd love to meet you. Um, join Kelly and Steph and I for a new kind of speaker series. We are not holding back. We're gonna go, we're gonna, to get deep and, and 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 give actionable advice and answer questions and have a lot of fun. It's gonna be a really fun evening. So I know you're all wondering, how the heck do I buy tickets? So there's a couple of ways. You can go to my Instagram account, at Elisa Curry Lowitz. I have the link in my bio right now. You can also go to f.talksyow, f.talks. Y-O-W on Instagram. That's the F-Talks Instagram link. And you can find it. You can find the F-Talks on Facebook as well. Um, our page is called The F-Talks. And there's a link there to purchase tickets. It's an Eventbrite. So yeah, please come. I'd love to see you there because heck, we are all in this together. So let's just do it together. Love it. Love it. Okay, enough of that. Let's get into today's episode. So today... Today, oh man, I want to talk about life. <laughs> I think to be more specific, I had a crazy weekend. I've actually had a crazy last couple of weeks um, filled with 
little, I don't know, learning nuggets that I want to share with you. Um, essentially, I want to talk about my fall mood and some of the shit I've been experiencing in October and November. Uh, last episode, I touched on how this time of year is tough for me. It's tough. It's tough. I feel blah. I was writing on Instagram that I'm part of the slug club. <laughs> uh, and it was great that a lot of people um, agreed that they are also in the slug club. <laughs> I mean, I feel unmotivated. I feel slower. And so in the middle of October, I gave myself two weeks to really lean into this feeling and to nest. Um, I stayed in. I cooked a lot of delicious food. I took baths. I gave myself time to adjust to the cooler weather and the shorter days. You know, daylight savings was last weekend and now it's getting dark at like 4.30 in Ottawa. So, oh my God, that's another topic of discussion. Um, I could almost like do my own show on how does daylight savings time affect your life? <laughs> Anyways, I... um. I also, during this nesting time, binge-watched a few shows, including Handmaid's Tale. Side note, who watches that show? It is so good if you don't watch it. Go do yourself a favor. It's actually on Crave, so you have to get Crave first. Uh, but start. It's arguably the best show ever made. It's, it's crazy. It's so intense. Anyway, so I was binge-watching Netflix series, which I, like, never do. It's so, it was so good. But getting back on track this fall, I decided to love myself a little differently. Okay, keyword here, differently, which was a super nice change. Okay, I'm learning. I'm learning things, guys. I'm learning how to love myself and pay attention and actually put the theories and advice and lessons into action in a deeper way, in a, in a different way. Because we all know how it feels to be inspired for five minutes and then go right back into our regular scheduled programming. That's a thing, that's a real thing. Having the knowledge and then putting the knowledge to work are two very different experiences. And it and I, I, I'm trying to become the master of my life and, and, um, and learn as I go here. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm trying something different. I'm trying to love myself differently. And I've been learning about new ways to shift my habits and to take a look at the patterns that that are serving me a little bit better, if that makes sense. So I'm giving myself a little pat on the back right now. My awareness practice is helping me to stay in the moment, to slow down and make decisions for my health and my body and my mind. Like, wow, what a concept. I love this. I love this so much. However, that is not to say that there hasn't been a million things going on, okay? Life is life, right? Like, who doesn't have a million things going on right now? I, I can't just stop life because it's getting dark and cold and I just don't feel like it anymore. You know, like, that's not what I'm saying here. There, There is still work to be done and I have certain responsibilities that require my attention. Um, Like, these past few months, I have been a responsible adult. But what I'm saying is that I'm conscious of all of that and I'm making different choices in order to keep my own cup as full as possible. For example, I'm, I'm just going to give you like this is sort of on my plate at the moment. So I still I work 50 plus hours a week. Most of that is on my phone or in front of a computer. Um, 
on top of that, my brain is being pulled in many directions from day-to-day living because I manage different accounts um, that require my creativity. Plus, I serve part-time at a restaurant, which is an entirely different pace altogether. Uh, I also, I'm planning my new speaker series, F Talks, November 30th. Don't forget to buy your tickets right now. <laughs> um, I'm also helping my friends over at Pure Yoga Ottawa by producing their new podcast. It's called the Pure Life Podcast. It debuts in December. I'm really excited to be working with that. It's very cool. I also host this podcast. I'm working on my own Instagram account because I want to start to talk more and show my face a bit more on my stories and keep developing new content there. So, you know... I want to build my account up a little bit more. I'm also in a new relationship. Ah. <laughs> ah. Okay, his name is Michael. And I, like, I'm not sure if or when I'm going to talk about him and how that happened. But um, I don't know if I want to share my personal love life right now. But I will say that spending time with him over the last few months has just been so wonderful and it's it's been fabulous so great so great uh and with all of that stuff being said with all of that being said i'm learning a lot about time management at the moment basically i need an assistant pretty soon <laughs> but i'm i'm really learning a lot um and i recognize that we all have a time going on many 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 people right now are feeling depleted, including me. It's just this time of year. It's a thing. It's real. And the question is, how do you want to feel? So that is what I keep asking myself and I'm bringing my focus back to. How do I want to feel? What am I doing in my life right now that gives me that feeling? How can I love myself better? Okay, it's not how can I do my job better. It's not how can I... Uh, show up for other people better. It's how can I love myself better? Okay. Um, (laughs) So this is a, here's a cute story about this. I actually had plans with my girlfriend Nina on Monday night. So like a couple nights ago, we were going to go to this like cute little place in Ottawa and catch up. I mean, I love Nina. We have been friends for a few years now and every now and then we go on like these little dates. So Monday, Monday morning rolls around and I get a text from her saying that she needs to cancel our dinner date because she's feeling depleted and she thinks that going out's not a smart choice and she asked if we could reschedule. Now, I'm applauding right now because this is living. This example, even though it may may seem small and insignificant to some people listening, this is exactly what we need to take note of. Um I have to applaud her because she is making a choice for herself that she so she can recharge and not get sick and just make some space for a busy week that's approaching. This is so great. I love that she's holding space for herself. Um, so I, I really I really respect people that are doing this. I have a huge respect for that. Remember the way we feel is an accumulation of all of our choices in life, and I want to get into that a little bit more as we go here. I want that to be sort of the topic of this podcast because our choices and our day-to-day behavior have massive consequences, positive or negative, whether we're conscious of this or not. So I have a question for you. How do you want to feel? 
I've asked this question before and I'll continue to ask it because it, it helps us get back to us. It helps me get back to me. You know, we give, give, give all the time. I give, give, give all the time and, 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 and forget to reflect on me. Like we forget to put ourselves first. And sometimes asking that one question is helpful, um, for us to know whether we're choosing the right things in life here, right? How do you want to feel? So I'll tell you how I want to feel right now. I have a list. I made a list um, right in this moment because the way I feel does change from time to time. I want to feel happy, (laughs) fulfilled, loving, warm, cozy, and satiated. Yeah, that was a weird one, eh? I know that the last one, yeah, satiated. What does that word even mean? I'm going to look this up right now. It means the condition of being full to or beyond satisfaction. The condition of being full to or beyond satisfaction. Yes, that's exactly how I want to feel. Satiated. I love that feeling. Um, I want to feel that in all areas of my life. I think I I, I kind of use that more or less when I'm eating <laughs> when it comes to food. But I want to feel satiated in life, full to and beyond satisfaction. So... Happy is also an interesting one. Happy um, has, I think it's always been on my list. And recently I've been in some super deep discussion about what happiness means or how it feels to be happy or how important happiness is. Um, Happiness is one of those things in life that people are trying to achieve. However, it's a feeling or emotion that is, I think... I think very subjective. It's very subjective. For example, what makes me happy or how I express happiness or even what I do with happiness, so how I behave, uh, may be completely 100% different from the way you do it. So there's no right or wrong here. I'm just saying that we're all different and we all have a different way to feel and express ourselves. So as I'm getting older and wiser (laughs) and paying attention, uh, I'm discovering that To be happy is not what I thought it was. I used to think that if I was rich (laughs) and lived in a big house and got a mani-pedi every week that I would be happy. I thought that is what happy people do and what happy people have. So, you know, I've I've talked about this before. I, I grew up watching, you know, Disney princesses getting their prince and living happily ever after. And that happiness was... Uh, like a destination that I had to get to. Once I got there, I'd be happy and it would be easy. Um, And I used to think that, you know, getting my prince, that money and trips and all the stuff would make me happy. And yes, sometimes in the moment, things can boost the way I feel. I'd be kidding myself if I said that I 100% didn't have any attachment to things, to stuff. That would be a lie. I do have varying degrees of attachment. However, what I'm learning and practicing is how to feel rich inside. And how wanting more doesn't mean more happiness. Like the pursuit of more is a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope in my life. And I know there's a lot of people out there that may or may not, or that may feel the same way. The pursuit of more is a slippery slope. It seems that, You know, it it kind of means that one's never truly fulfilled, that there's always more to be had. 
okay, there's always more and more. It means that, you know, one can't take the time to appreciate and be satiated with what they have right now. So right in this moment. Um, it's interesting. I had an appointment with Yoda yesterday and we started chatting about all of this. Like, what is happiness? What is happiness? And she has this magical way of like always bringing me back into the present moment and sort of appreciating myself right now in this moment and not projecting myself into some future moment where I'll be happier or things will be better. Um, because things are pretty fucking great right now, like in my body. And I always forget that. I, 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 I'm more, I, I project myself into the future. Anyways, we got into a discussion about whether or not happiness is a choice. And who's heard that? Happiness is a choice. I hear it all the time. You know, choose happiness. And yes, in many ways, it is a choice. However, if and when, like for me, like when I've been in the depths of hell, when I felt like I was at rock bottom, when I feel completely miserable and full of despair, it feels next to impossible to just change my mind and say, wait a second, I'm going to choose happiness. I don't really believe it works that way. I don't believe you can go from zero to a hundred with one choice, just one day, wake up and be happy. Choosing to be happy isn't waking up one morning and saying, I'm going to be happy today. Happiness to me, and I've said this earlier, is an accumulation of my choices. It's many choices over and over. Okay. It presents itself in the process of living. It's not a destination. It's the process of living in the moment and making choices that serve me. So happiness is a practice. It accumulates over time. It takes time. Okay. So it's a constant, I don't know, foundation uh, to how you live your life. And it comes from inside. Happiness comes from within. So I have been at rock bottom. I have been miserable and full of despair. And to climb out of that, it's a, it was a sequence of little choices in my day to create, to get me out of it. Does that make sense? And happiness lives in all of us. And that's why, you know, okay. So when you get the new car or you get the new outfit, or even when you get the girl or the best boyfriend or the prince, you know, it seems so great and you feel happy in that moment, but then it always kind of fades. So it's short lived things, more stuff, external validation will never be enough. And, and they, and they honestly, like they don't last things will not, oh, we will not always have things like this. So, so yeah, the process, the process of life, the little choices that we make, our experiences here, how we fill our own cup from inside is just so valuable. This is what I'm learning and I'm having like these fabulous discussions. Um, and yeah, respecting and honoring yourself looks different for everyone. So those choices will look different, like I said. So my choices might not be your choices and that's okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So later in the day, Yoda, she actually, Adele Stratton is Yoda, by the way. Um, she actually sent me an Instagram quote from Russell Brandt. <laughs> it was like this Russell Brandt post. It was really, really timely and fitting after our conversation. Um, it's the, the quote was happiness cannot be traveled to 
owned, earned, worn, or consumed. Happiness is the spiritual experience of living each minute with love, grace, and gratitude. And I read that and I was like, yes. And now I'm going to go back to how I want to feel happy. I want to feel happy. And I'm figuring out that in order to feel happy, especially as the seasons are changing, I'm in the slug club. I need to create a new way because the old way is not working. It, I don't need to suffer. I know I suffer during this time of year. I've, I know this. I don't need to suffer. I don't want to suffer. Suffering is no longer serving me. Suffering is a red flag and red flags are red flags. So we can pretend that we don't see them or hear them when they're literally staring us right in the face, but they're still there. So what do we do? Okay, so this is another little interesting thing. My friend Peter and I were listening to this Joe Rogan podcast, okay? And uh, he was talking to this guy, Jesse Itzler. I think that's how you say his last name. Anyways, for those of you who don't know who that is, he's like this billionaire entrepreneur who owns like jet companies and NBA teams. And he's actually married to the founder of Spanx, um, uh, who's also a billionaire. So these guys are filthy rich. And they were discussing happiness and how money doesn't buy you happiness and blah, blah, blah. It's easy for you to say that because you have all this money and it's a little... It was very interesting how he was talking about happiness and he's done a bunch of different crazy things. He went and like spent time with the monks and, and I don't know, because I think he's the type of person that thought that when he was a billionaire or had all the things, he would be happy and he wasn't. And he is actually starting to become enlightened in his own way because he's starting to acknowledge and understand that money doesn't buy you happiness. It does come from within. So it's really interesting. Anyways, this Jesse guy, he did this exercise with 500 business people. So men and women in high-ranked business positions who all made a lot of money. And he asked them to all rate their personal lives. So so he asked that he, t- he said, take all of the things in your life. So your job, your relationships, kids, house, fitness, um, health, blah, 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 blah. All the categories of your life and put them all together and rate your personal level of happiness from a scale of one to 10. So one being sort of the depths of despair and 10 being the best possible life, the best, the most happy you could possibly be. Um, so we decided to do it. Peter and I did the exercise. We're listening to this podcast. We're doing the exercise together. Peter said he was a seven out of 10. And I said, I was an eight. I'm like, I'm an eight, nine. I'm an eight, eight, nine out of 10. Um, And to be honest, I think seven or eight out of 10 is pretty darn good. That's kind of what I was like. Oh yeah, you're a seven. Cool. I'm, I'm an eight. I'm an eight, nine. I don't know. Like we're doing good here. Um, I personally, I, I didn't love the exercise because happiness fluctuates and everyone has a different exercise in life. Um, or maybe exercise isn't the right word. Um, I don't know. Everyone has a different opinion of what happiness is, but it was certainly a neat little exercise to get me thinking in a different way. And and this Jesse guy, he talked about it as, as simply an exercise because we there's so many ways to benchmark your life. So, you know, 
we're always creating benchmarks and judging and measuring things. So your income tax brackets, for example, measures your income. And we have IQ tests for measuring your intellect and, you know, scales for weight. So there, there, there's no real measurement out there for happiness. So he was kind of just trying to get people to think in a different way. Um, and when he asked these 500 business people, what he did after he asked them is he, and he, is he said, um, if anyone scored a, a seven out of 10 or less, raise your hand. And then like around 90%, 85-90% of the room stood up. And he was fascinated because a lot more people scored seven or under than he expected. He said if his if his son came home from school with a 70 on a test, that's a C minus. And that that's not that's not great. A C minus, I mean so why are 90% of the room coming home every day with a C minus on their happiness scale? It just seemed like a very interesting exercise. It's really fascinating. So Peter and I chatted a bit about it and the exercise helped us to point out the areas in our lives that we wanted to like improve on, <laughs> improve the grade on. <laughs> um, and I said that I was an eight, nine and not a 10 because of the time of year here. I'm cold. I'm tired. I have these like chest pains that are super annoying that I haven't got rid of. And there's a relationship, a specific relationship with a friend of mine in my life um, that's causing me a little bit of hurt right now. So, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that, but there is a relationship with a longtime friend that's changed um, life as I know it uh, and have enjoyed with her in the past is now over. So th that's okay. So things are sort of, this kind of brought me down a little bit. Um, now, and outside of rating my happiness, I have to say that the reason I'm an eight or even an eight, nine is accumulative. I, it didn't just happen overnight. I didn't just wake up one day and be like, oh, I'm happy now. No. Okay. My awareness practice has helped me very much be in the moment and tune into things I need in life. And I'm an eight or an eight, nine because of all those little things. For example, I am busy AF. I am busy, yet I'm trying to nest and stay warm, right? So I get people um, looking for my attention often or asking me to do things, which is, which is totally fine. Like it's fine for people to ask. I respect people for asking me. Um, and it's not like I, it's not like I don't like helping people, but I don't know, lately with the busyness and the changing of the season, I have to like make time and space for myself. So I've had people ask me for help with their Instagram accounts. They're like, Oh, Hey, can I have like 30 minutes of your time? Because I need some help or, Oh, Hey, can you just take a look at my account and tell me what you think of it? Or hi, Lisa, uh, can you give me some tips on how to grow my following? <laughs> just things like that. And I say, no, no, I'm not doing that. I want to rest. I want to go for a run. I want to watch Netflix. Okay. There's, um, everyone at my work in the pure community right now is doing this boxing class on Mondays and people keep asking me to go to it and it's free, but I've boxed before. I don't like boxing. So I'm like, no, I'm not going. I don't want to do that. Even though all of my friends are doing it and they all love it. 
I'm not interested. Maybe in the future it will interest me, but it's not interesting to me right now. I don't want to do it, so why would I do that? That's not good quality use of my time. So no, the answer is no. Even choosing not to run in the marathon this past October because of how running sort of making me feel, my chest pains and stuff, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I want to love my body by listening to what's telling me and then honoring it. So, you know, these things are not in my highest good. And those choices, you better believe it, they add up big time. So when I wake up in the morning, I feel like an eight it's or an eight, nine. It's because I'm creating my life to be an eight or higher. It's not about the one thing it's or that one choice. It's not about the destination we grew up learning to that was going to make us happy. It's about everyday choices. It's the little things that add up. It's and I'm realizing this more and more and shifting my actions and how my actions change from season to season. Uh, how I, I, I my needs change. What I like changes. I don't have to keep doing things the same way over and over again. I mean, if it's not working anymore, then what? Like, it's almost insane to not change that, right? So, so I, I want to sort of like add to this whole thing by telling you a little bit about my past weekend because this past weekend for me was like absolutely effing crazy. It was over the top <laughs> in many ways. I, I was fully depleted, exhausted. Oh, I overindulge. It was overindulgent. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm actually still sore from the weekend. Oh, what is it? Oh, I'm yawning now too. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm still sore from this weekend. It is Wednesday. Okay, so what did I do? Well, first of all, remember my list of how I want to feel. I want to feel happy, fulfilled, loving, warm, cozy, and satiated. So Friday, I had a full work day. I had a full work week, but Friday specifically, full work day. And then I, I worked at the Red Blacks game. So I do social media for Lansdowne Live. And I was at the game and then I had a few drinks after the game. Uh, maybe one too many drinks, not sure. Got home kind of late, okay? Woke up Saturday morning bright and early. We're talking 6 a.m. Saturday morning, wake up. Now this past Saturday and Sunday, we're booked off. Uh, for for several weeks now because Michael the 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 man that I'm seeing um, uh, he has this project he asked for some help with a project um, he's redoing his roof himself <laughs> himself <laughs> so he asked a bunch of friends and family to come out and help on the weekend so Saturday morning I help Michael um, get his house cleaned and get everything ready for everyone to come over um, so scrambling for like, we were both scrambling, like just getting everything ready for a few hours. Then I went to work. I worked at Pure Kitchen. So I served all day on Saturday. And then I went back to Michael's to cook dinner for the gang. And uh, I, I actually had some other social, oops, my computer just went crazy there. Um, sorry about that. Uh, I, I had some other social media stuff that I had to do. So I worked on that. And for the record, Saturday was so gross outside. Ugh, like the worst kind of fall weather you can ever expect. It was raining all day. It was windy. And like those guys, they were working outside in the wet, cold, 
miserable weather for hours and they were exhausted. So honestly, it was the least I could do to make dinner and help out there. Um, help where I could because I, I wasn't going to go outside in that. Like, oh my God, I would have died. So anyways, then Saturday, it was also one of my girlfriend's birthday dinners. So after that monster day, we went, we drove into town. We went to a restaurant and celebrated my friend's birthday. So we had some drinks, we ate some pasta and we did kind of tap out a little bit earlier than everyone else, but we didn't get home and in bed until midnight. Sunday, woke up, got out first light, which was also daylight saving. So <laughs> we fell back an hour. We didn't get to sleep in that extra hour, people. We got up. We were outside at like 6 a.m. Um, <clears throat> roofing. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I was roofing. Okay, so my first tasks were like to measure some shingles. Oh my God. Uh, and then I cut them. I helped to get them ready to go. I did all that stuff. I was helping to clean and remove shingles from the ground. Cause like the guys, they were ripping. You should have seen this. They're ripping the shingles from off the roof and they're throwing them onto the ground. Right. And shingles don't pick themselves up people. <laughs> so like I was helping to clean up the shingles. I helped with lunch back out. You know, they, they asked like, so we were running out of freaking daylight and all the shingles hadn't been removed yet. Um, and they're running out of time. So, um, Michael, uh, and his brother, Peter, they, asked, like, they asked if I could go up on the roof and help remove the shingles. And I was like, yeah, okay. It seems fine to me, but I'm wearing like the worst shoes ever. I'm afraid of heights. Okay. Uh, so I immediately, I get up there <clears throat> and, uh, have a, a, a <laughs> panic attack. Uh, um, I, like I had to get off the roof immediately. I got on the roof. I did one, one or two shingles and I was like, nope, this is not for me. I'm freaking out here. It was actually kind of thrilling. Uh, <laughs> it was very overwhelming too. So, um, I like went into this fight, fight or flight mode, um, with like massive adrenaline. I, thank God Peter was up there with me because he was so great. Him and Michael helped me to get off the roof. <laughs> That's a freak attack. Um, and Peter actually took these really hilarious videos of me freaking out, which I will never show. Okay, maybe I'll post them at some point on my stories, but it was really funny. Anyways, um, I had to do something because I started to feel really unwell because I freaked out. So I like went inside, took a 15 minute power nap, just closed my eyes under like a warm blanket and just kind of calmed my central nervous system. I woke up, got back out, helped to clean out the gutters, install the frame. We worked until beyond sundown. We were wearing headlamps, cleaning up in the dark. Then we got pizza. I ate four slices of pizza. Oh my God. And then I was like shutting off. I could hardly keep my eyes open. My body was like dead and it was only 7.45 PM. <laughs> so instead of like just going to bed, what we decided to do was like spend some time to chill and like decompress. Cause I have learned that just crashing in bed exhausted does not mean that I get a restful sleep. So I had a nice hot bath. Michael actually gave me a little massage and then um, he got this neat heated mattress top, which I've never used before in my life. I don't know if anyone's ever even heard of this before. I had, I didn't, I guess I knew they existed, but 
he he got this mattress top so we installed it and we turned it on so I got into a warm cozy bed like ah that is like the dream oh my god and fell asleep like a baby I really like this this heated mattress top thing I'm obsessed with sleep as everyone knows uh, that follows me I have like a weighted blanket I anyways I do this routine to ensure that I have the best possible sleep Okay, so go to bed, fall asleep like a baby, alarm goes off, 5.45, oh my god, boom, out of bed, back to work for a full day. It was like really non-stop, so after my full day of work, I went back, we roofed until the sun, like past sundown, oh my gosh, it was, it's so much work, there's so much work, and I'm like just doing like a little bit of help, I'm helping as best as I can, but it's like, it's go, 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 rest, recover, sleep, alarm clock, next day, go. Okay, so how is a person, how the frick is a person supposed to feel happy and fulfilled and loving and warm and cozy and satiated when life is happening like this? Like, I kind of mentioned it a little bit as I was telling the story, the things that I was doing, but like, do I choose not to help with the roof? Well, yeah, I could. Do I choose not to get angry or frustrated or fed up when I'm freezing and it's dark and I don't know what I'm doing and, you know, things aren't going my way? Well, yeah, that's also an option. <laughs> For me, I must say, though, that even though I was busting my ass and doing as much as I could to work and help and get all these projects done, and at the end of the day, like, I was doing the best I possibly could. I was doing my best through this whole process, and in doing my best, at the end of the day, I'm still an 8 or an 8, 9 out of 10 on the happiness scale. Okay, because I'm doing my best. I'm making good decisions as I'm moving through the process of living. Like, I had fun. I had fun working. I feel fulfilled being with my friends and completing fun work projects. And I feel fulfilled hanging out with Michael and Peter. And, you know, so we're all out there working and we're busting our asses, but we're also laughing and being together and singing and like... (laughs) doing something meaningful for Michael. Like this time felt fulfilling and I got warm and cozy at night. No, it wasn't warm and cozy all day. That didn't really work for me, but I felt satiated at night by resting and recovering in the bath and making choices that were good for my aching body. Okay. Again, I could have just gone to bed, you know, I could have done things differently, but I knew that it was in my highest good to calm my central nervous system so that I could sleep well and put myself in a position to have good sleep because I knew I was going to be busy the next day. So why think about the next day? Think about right now and feel good right now and fall asleep right now and be rejuvenated. So this is what happiness feels like to me. I feel really fucking happy right now. I'm happy even when I feel depleted. Even when I'm busting my ass or in a bad mood, okay, or moody, feeling moody, let's just put it that way, I'm happy. I feel love for myself. I feel love and respect in my heart for me, okay? While everything is crazy going on around me, like, I'm giving myself space and time to connect to me and fill my own cup, and I'm giving myself compliments, and I'm enjoying the process of living, Okay, no, 
not every single moment this weekend has been a rich, fulfilling experience. But as a whole, I'm correcting those, you know, I'm balancing it all out. I'm balancing it all out. It's, this is all so fascinating to me and how my choices are sort of accumulating and making me feel this certain way. Um, now, I know I've been blabbing here a little bit today, but I had to share this because it's, it's invaluable. I want more people to be talking about how their choices are affecting their lives, whether that's positive or negative. I think we can all really learn from that. Um, and yeah, I just really need to share this because I've been in this really neat space in my life this fall. It's with highs and lows, busyness and nesting, and I'm learning so much. I think, yeah, it's just, I'm really, really happy. And I wanted to share that. <laughs> and, and I think that's all I want to share for today. Uh, I'm going to stop blabbing now. <laughs> I also hope that you've learned a little bit from this and can maybe start to pay attention to those little decisions that are pulling you in a direction in your life, whether that, that is a happy or sad or overwhelm or, or what it is, or <clears throat> suffering of whatever type, maybe you can start to pay attention to that and bring some awareness to that and start to change or shift those little decisions in your life. It's so powerful. It's so meaningful and worth it. It's so worth it. Oh my God. <laughs> I know the subject is not over and I'm going to be talking about it again. So stay tuned for more on happiness and awareness and paying attention to your life. Okay. Okay. Great. I'm actually going to ask Martin Groves and Amy Young these questions when they come on the show. Okay. So that's it for today. If you haven't done so yet, go get your tickets for F Talks November New Year. It's happening November 30th. It's at head office in Ottawa. Early bird pricing is on now. So get your tickets. Let's chat in person. It's going to be a fabulous evening. Okay, thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.